Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is the excerpt of an experience-sharing article entitled "Lost Young Dafa Practitioner Returns to the Righteous Path" by Qinghe. The article was published on the Minghui website on February eighteenth, two thousand twenty-three. I started practicing Falun Gong, also called Falun Dafa, in the spring of nineteen ninety-nine. When I was 12 years old, the Chinese Communist Party (CCP) launched the persecution a few months after I practiced Falun Gong, but Dafa had already been deeply rooted in my heart. Although twists and turns occurred, Master always protected me benevolently. He did not leave me behind. He kept protecting me until I returned to the righteous path to assist him in far rectification. Part one: Lost in the mundane world. I lived in a village and started practicing Falun Dafa following my parents. I only read Zhuan Falun and basically didn't read Master's other teachings. After the persecution started, my parents slacked off in their cultivation. As a young child, I slacked even more, and the distance between me and the far became greater and greater. Despite this, Dafa was like a seed that had been planted in my heart that was waiting to sprout in the future. I grew up in a relatively harmonious family, and my life had been pretty easy. I studied well, so I got into a good university. After graduating. I found a stable job and attained recognition from my superior. Because of that, I felt quite capable among my colleagues of the same age. I also modeled my behavior on modern trends, such that I got into the habit of being proud and arrogant, overbearing, self-centered, and disliking different opinions. Some of my colleagues called me the queen of the office. Apart from my superior, basically no one would tell me if I did something wrong because I would find many excuses for myself until the other party gave up. Around that time, I entered into my first romantic relationship. The other party was a man who, at the time, I felt was a bit below my status. As such, he was always accommodating my requests and listening to me. This caused my self-centered character to worsen. Every day after work, I would think about where to have a nice meal, where to watch a movie, or where to have fun during the longer holidays. What I thought about every day was how to enjoy life. Part two: Returning to Dafa. After being in the relationship for more than a year, we were getting ready to get married. Two months before the wedding. The man's cousin went to Beijing for his studies. His cousin is a dentist. Suggested he could help me by taking a look at my teeth. My teeth had been pretty poor since I was young, and after the examination, he said that my teeth were not good, and he would need to pull four of my molars. 
He said that the bone of my molars was quite thin, so before I could get any implants, I would need a bone transplant. He stressed that this was a hereditary genetic problem. I followed the procedures and started to repair my teeth. By the time all of my back teeth were removed and bone had been transplanted on one side, the man I was engaged to suggested we break up. He said my genes were not good, and my teeth issues would affect our offspring. I had just finished the surgery. Half of my face was swollen, and I needed to be on an IV drip for three hours every day to reduce the swelling. I could not accept the breakup. I felt as though I was going to collapse, and that I had hit rock bottom emotionally. He also told me that even if I could find someone to form a family with in the future, I would become that person's burden. I had been a cheerful and optimistic person with confidence in myself, but after this happened, I thought about suicide because I felt that living was too hard a chore, and I did not know the meaning of life. I suffered from insomnia for nights on end and cried a lot. When I felt too sad, I would call my parents. Once my father picked up the phone, and I kept crying nonstop. He suddenly said, "Have you forgotten who you actually are?" This sentence was like an electric current that woke me up. I suddenly thought of Master and Dafa. I was like a small boat flowing in the vast ocean amid the strong winds and tall waves, and suddenly a shore appeared in front of me. I started to look for Zhuan Falun to read. At the same time, I also went online to download all of Master's lectures to read. I learned that Master had already published so many lecture books, and I had not read them at all for all these years. It was already 2014. So after settling work matters, I used my remaining time to study the Fa. After work. I would return home and do the same. I would often read until the early hours and could not bear to go to sleep. Within a very short time, I finished reading one round of the more than forty lecture books that Master had published. During the process, I went through earth-shaking changes. I was able to face the loss of my romantic relationship calmly, as I understood that there must be some predestined relationships that needed to unfold. I also learned that how I had treated people and matters in the past had veered too far from truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. I don't know how much bad karma I created during that period of time. Luckily, Master still gave me chances to make up for it. I want to start afresh and do well. Part three: Changing the notion of protecting myself. As I already had taken a management role in my department, I needed to attend the company's meetings every week. At the meetings, every department would need to report their work progress. There were often debates. Some managers would make some comments about my department. In the past, I faced these comments nervously. I would always rebut them with a nimble mind to defend my motives to show that I did well and I did the right thing. As I continued to study the Fa, I felt relaxed when I faced these critics. My mind was no longer overactive. Sometimes I would just listen to them quietly 
as they voiced their opinions. The strong urge to defend myself disappeared. I was later able to treat all the critics and questions with a rational and calm attitude, thus resolving them. My colleagues no longer referred to me as the queen of the office. Our company offers overtime at 1.5 times the hourly rate for weekdays and twice the hourly rate on Saturdays. Everyone is thus generally willing to work overtime because they can earn more money. But the number of people who can work overtime each day is limited. So in my original department, everyone had queued up to work overtime, and everyone took turns to make sure that everyone else would have a similar amount of overtime work each month. I later voluntarily chose not to report my overtime and gave my chances to claim overtime to my colleagues. Master teaches us to think of others first. Therefore, it does not matter if there is some losses in personal interest. One morning, I was working in the office when the computer of a colleague who sat in the front row suddenly sounded. The noise kept on, and I felt a bit impatient about it. I thought, "Why don't you turn off the computer? The continuous noise is so annoying." The colleague tried to solve the issue himself for quite a while, but he just could not solve it. Only after he called the IT personnel to come and repair it did the computer stop making noise. When I arrived at the office the next day and just turned on my computer, it also started the noise just like my colleague's computer the day before. I realized that this was because my wrong thoughts. When my colleague was having his computer problem, I did not try my best to help. Or think of a solution to resolve the problem, and I even became irritated. I turned off my computer and said to Master in my mind, "Master, I know that I was wrong. I should not have looked at the problem that way. Master, please help me return my computer to normal." The computer returned to normal after I turned it on again. Another time, I went to the canteen with my colleagues. As we walked. They started talking about a person. Everyone was chipping in, so I wanted to chip into the conversation. I just spoke one sentence when I got the hiccups. I realized that I needed to guard my speech. I should not mix with the sentient beings to discuss other people's rights and wrongs. I said to Master in my mind, "Master, I'm wrong. I shouldn't join their chat. I'm not going to say things anymore." The hiccup stopped. Cultivation is really miraculous. If you want to truly cultivate, Master is just by your side, and he will remind you and protect you constantly. I feel so honored and lucky to have become a Dafa practitioner. I can only cultivate more diligently and have no other desires. Part Four: Awakening My Parent Practitioners. By studying the Fa more and cultivating more diligently, my mental state and cultivation changed significantly. But my parents were still in a state of not truly cultivating. For so many years, our home had only one copy of Zhuan Fa Lun and no other Dafa books. My parents also did not interact with other practitioners, and they hardly practiced the exercises. Perhaps a few times during the whole year, after returning home, I shared my thoughts with them 
and prepared electronic books for them. I copied all of Master's lectures into the electronic books and also started a morning exercise routine with them. I still remember the first day we did the morning exercises. It was around 6 a.m., and we were doing the Falun standing stance when it was really like what Master said in the sixth talk, Zhuan Falun. Quote, Your surroundings might be pretty pleasant normally when you aren't practicing, yet the minute you start to, things get noisy and chaotic. That morning alone, three groups of people knocked on our door. During normal times, our house seldom had visitors, much less having three groups of people come in and knock on our door early in the morning. I shared my thoughts with my parents that the evil element in the other dimension was using this method to disturb us from practicing the exercises, but it did not affect us. The three of us looked at each other and smiled. From that day on, my parents have continued their morning exercise routine with basically no interruptions. They have persisted in practicing the exercises, studying the fa, and sending forth righteous thoughts every day. They later also started making calls with recordings to clarify the truth and save people over the phone. They actively joined the efforts to assist the Master in saving sentient beings. Although I only became diligent in my cultivation and started to study the fa seriously in the last few years, I have always experienced many touching stories. All that I want to say to sum up is one sentence. Thank you, Master, for your benevolent salvation, giving your disciples the predestined affinity, and prolonging the time for your disciples to save sentient beings and giving them the mighty virtue. Following is an experience sharing article entitled "Once Shy and Introverted, I Began Speaking Up for Falun Dafa" by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 7, 2023. I'm naturally introverted, and I've never been good at expressing myself. As a child, I was often bullied, ridiculed, insulted, and even beaten up by my peers. My life was difficult. I felt exhausted physically and mentally, and had no hope for the future. When I was 22, my relatives introduced me to a woman, and we married. My wife came from a big family. Her many relatives thought I was useless and constantly teased me. I didn't smoke or drink, and I didn't say much, so they laughed at me. My wife also ridiculed me. People say that good horses have good legs, and good people have good mouths. It looks like you're a waste. I felt insulted, but I didn't say anything. In the spring of 1997, my wife and I joined some people in our area who were practicing a qigong. As soon as I sat down, I saw in another dimension pavilions, towers, carved beams, and painted buildings, gods wearing golden helmets and armor, mighty troops, and a pond filled with lotus flowers. I levitated into the air. And saw troops passing below. 
I woke up when the class ended. Someone asked me what I experienced. I didn't know I should watch what I said, and I told him everything I saw. The other people were amazed. The person running the class said, You're a remarkable person. Come and follow my Qigong. I was not tempted. He told us that treating people's health problems was doing a good deed and accumulates merit. But I felt sore all over my body when I did. One day, I was startled to see a person that was neither human nor ghost sitting under a tree staring at me. I felt something was wrong with this Qigong. I went to work in the city the following summer. My wife sent me a letter asking me to come home and said that something happened. When I returned home, I found that seven or eight of our relatives had begun practicing another type of Qigong. They said that they were learning Falun Dafa now and suggested that I try it. They said the Qigong we learned before is one of possession. It is incomparable to Falun Dafa. Falun Dafa teaches people to value virtue and not fight back when one is hit or scolded. It is beneficial to the person, the family, and to society. I reluctantly sat in on the class. I was shocked when I listened to the recordings of Master Li Hongzhi giving lectures on the Fa. What he said was so good and answered many questions that puzzled me for years. I understood the reason people ridiculed me was to help me repay them. I harmed them in previous lifetimes. These were also opportunities to improve my character so I could return to my true home. The earth is not where I belong. My true home is sacred and beautiful. I felt so happy and fortunate. I felt myself growing taller. I was filled with joy and even wanted to socialize with people. Everyone who knew me said that I seemed like a different person. I didn't know what cultivation meant when I first began practicing Falun Dafa. I saw a white orb float in from the window one night as soon as I lay down. It rotated constantly as it floated above my body, but it disappeared when it was above my lower abdomen. I was surprised but not afraid. I just felt good. When I read the Fa, I understood I saw Fa Lun and Master placing it in me. What an amazing experience. I later saw many phenomena Master described, such as the heavenly circuit, mysterious pass, wisdom eyesight, etc. In Lecture 2 of Zhuan Falun, Master talked about clairvoyance. Quote, the mirror's rotating speed is faster than 24 frames per second, and it reflects what it receives and turns over to let you see. Upon turning over again, the images will then be erased. It reflects and turns and then it erases the images. Unquote. I saw Buddhas, Taoists, and gods with my eyes open as soon as I lay down, and their images were each different. At first I felt pretty good, but I thought, I can't always be like this. I wasn't getting enough rest, and it hampered my doing other things. So I told Master, Thank you, Master, for allowing me to see how amazing Falun Dafa is. I will definitely fulfill my mission and live up to your expectations. Please turn off these capabilities for me. I didn't see or feel anything in other dimensions after that. Other practitioners and I spoke up for Dafa after the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, launched the persecution on July 20, 1999. 
We distributed pamphlets to tens of thousands of homes and posted posters and hung banners in all the streets. We rode our bicycles and covered both nearby and faraway places, no matter whether it was rainy or sunny. We formed an indestructible unit to be responsible to Dafa and people. Before the CCP hosted the 2008 Olympics, practitioners in our area went to other places to distribute information about the persecution. Someone reported us to the police because we were obsessed with time and had developed an attachment to accomplishing things. Twelve practitioners were arrested, eight of whom were sentenced to prison. The eight practitioners were considered the head practitioners in our area. This incident cast a shadow on us. We realized why some of us were arrested. We reflected on what happened. We formed a whole, let go of our attachment to self, and restored the overall cultivation environment in our area. We helped the family members of the jailed practitioners by doing all the work in the fields. From spring planting to autumn harvesting, we managed to do it all. Practitioners from other places also helped us. Some participated in the field work, and some contributed money. They bought noodles and steamed buns for the eight families during the Chinese New Year and brought gifts to them during festivals. The families, relatives, and friends all said that Falandafa is good and that practitioners are good. They later began practicing Falandafa. We kept in mind Master's words from Fa teaching given at the 2002 conference in Washington, D.C. Quote, The next person's things are your things, and your things are his things. Unquote. Thus, the local environment was rectified. After these incidents, the practitioner who had been afraid to go out and talk with people about Falandafa began participating in activities which greatly deterred the local persecutors. I realized that there is not much time left after Master published How Humankind Came to Be on January 20th, 2023. I hope that we can support each other, improve together, fulfill our mission, and go home with Master. I have always wanted to submit an article, but felt that I was far from meeting the requirements of the FA and had nothing to write about. I was hindered by my notions. I mustered up the courage to submit this article to the Minghui website as an experience-sharing report to Master. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience-sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.